the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. The Bible tells us that marriage is a picture of the relationship between Jesus Christ and his church. The Bible describes Jesus as the groom and the church as his bride. And we walk together through life with our spouse just as we walk through life together with Jesus Christ. And Jesus never leaves us and Jesus never forsakes us. He's the friend who sticks closer than a brother. His love bears all things for us. His love doesn't give up on us. And he desires that our love would bear all things in our marriages for the glory of God. Do you know why God hates unfaithfulness in your marriage? Pastor Dan today points out that God equates the relationship in our marriages with our relationship with Jesus Christ. Human marriage is a picture of the spiritual marriage between Jesus and his bride. It would be total contrary to Jesus' character to be unfaithful to his bride. Can you imagine Jesus deciding to unite with the spiritually impure? How revolting. Knowing this, let's treat our spouses in the same way that Jesus treats his bride. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 19 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Jesus takes us back to the first marriage and he shows us God's original design for marriage was for the marriage relationship to be a permanent relationship between a man and woman for life that should never be separated. That was God's intent for marriage. There was no escape hatch in that marriage. God brings two people together in marriage and what God has joined together, he says, let no man now separate. And when we enter into a marriage, we enter into a lifelong covenant, a lifelong commitment. In Malachi chapter 2, verse 15, it says, Didn't the Lord make you one with your wife? In body and spirit, you are his. And what does he want? He wants godly children from your union. So guard your heart, remain loyal to the wife of your youth. God created marriage. God's intention for marriage was for it to be a lifelong commitment as part of the typical wedding ceremony. If you're married or you've been to a wedding, you know this. As part of a typical wedding ceremony, a couple will exchange rings and vows and they promise to love each other. And what? In good times and bad, richer or poorer and sickness And in health, as a pastor, one of my great joys is officiating weddings. And to have them repeat those vows to each other and look into each other's eyes as they declare their love and devotion to each other 
and promise to love each other in good times or bad, rich or poor, sickness and health. And sometimes, even sometimes the man is crying. He's got his eyes are wet and he's saying, hey. and I'm thinking to myself, this dude has no idea what he's saying. <laughs> right? They're in love. They're young. Because here's the thing. If you're married and you've been married for a while, you know that you make those vows on your wedding day and then you spend the rest of your life defining them, living it out, going through good times and going through bad times, going through rich times and going through poor times, going through sickness, going through health, spending your life together, living out the promises that you made to each other on your wedding day, remaining faithful to each other in every season of life, every mountaintop, every valley, every challenge, every triumph, all the daily stuff you have to do in marriage, just the daily routine type stuff, taking care of a home, taking care of a family, paying the bills, cutting the grass, like all of that stuff. And you live it out as you walk through life together as husband and wife. And no couple does it perfectly. Because in every marriage, you've got two sinners who come together. Selfish people who fall short of the glory of God. And really, the Bible tells us that marriage is a picture of the relationship between Jesus Christ and his church. The Bible describes Jesus as the groom and the church as his bride. And we walk together through life with our spouse, just as we walk through life together with Jesus Christ. And Jesus never leaves us and Jesus never forsakes us. He's the friend who sticks closer than a brother. His love bears all things for us. His love doesn't give up on us. And he desires that our love would bear all things in our marriages for the glory of God. And so Jesus says, well, this is what God intended when he created marriage way back in the garden. Now look at verse 7. So they said to him, why then did Moses command to give a certificate of divorce and to put her away? They're referring back to Deuteronomy 24. And they say, why did Moses command divorce, you know, when uncleanness is found? Look at verse 8. He said to them, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, permitted you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so. They said, why did Moses command divorce? But Jesus tells them Moses didn't command divorce. He permitted divorce. And he permitted divorce because of the hardness of your hearts. But from the beginning, it was not so. Divorce was not part of God's original design for marriage. After the fall, after sin entered the world, God permitted divorce. He didn't command it. He permitted divorce in certain circumstances because of the hardness of hearts. And what is this hardness of hearts? Well, first of all, it's a hardness of heart toward God. It's a hardness of heart toward God and toward his word and toward his ways of doing things. You know, quite often in a marriage, you, you just, I know what I'm supposed to do. I know what the Bible says I'm supposed to do. I know I'm supposed to seek reconciliation, but I'm just too ticked off right now. Right? There's hardness there. I know the Bible says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. But it's getting late and I'm still angry. I don't want to obey the Lord. I'm too mad. I don't want to do what God says. And so we ignore his commands in the marriage. Instead of just submitting to his commands, I can also have hardness of heart toward my spouse. Sometimes 
a spouse can grow a hard heart toward their spouse. What Jesus is telling us here is anytime there's conflict in a marriage, conflict is the result of a hard heart. Either both the husband and wife have hard hearts toward God and his word and what God commands us or a hard heart towards each other, or one member of the marriage has a hard heart towards the Lord and the spouse and the Lord's way. And so he says here, the ideal, the way he designed it was for us to stay in our marriage for life. But God, but God permits divorce because our hearts are hard. He doesn't permit divorce for just any reason at all. Remember, that was the question the Pharisees originally asked that started this whole thing. Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for just any reason? Well, it's not just for any reason. Look at verse 9. Jesus, you know, weighs in on this debate now. And he says, and I say to you, whoever divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another commits adultery. And whoever marries her who is divorced commits adultery. So the original design, stay in the marriage for life, except when there is sexual immorality. That would be the one exception. When there's sexual immorality. If there's sexual immorality in a marriage, then the innocent party in the marriage is permitted to divorce and remarry. Again, I say permit it, not command it. You know, there are many couples that stay together and work through the healing from sexual immorality in the marriage. Now, what is sexual immorality? This word that he uses here, it's a very broad word. It's not a narrow word. It's a broad word. And this word that Jesus uses here, it refers to all kinds of sexual sin. It's not just the act of adultery or the physical act of adultery. It includes a much wider definition of sexual sin. If you're taking notes, the Greek word is pornea. From which we get the word pornography, for example. So looking at pornography often is within this definition of sexual immorality. And sometimes people will attempt to justify their sexual immorality by saying, well, I I never did anything physical. Just watching videos. And Jesus intentionally uses a very broad word here to include all sexual sin. And the reason divorce is permitted in the case of sexual immorality is because the spouse who is committing sexual immorality is joining himself or herself to someone else. They're becoming one flesh with another person, even if it's just a video on YouTube. And that can damage the marriage beyond repair. And so divorce is permitted in the case of sexual immorality. And there's one other circumstance when divorce is permissible for a Christian, if you want to jot this verse down. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 15 says, uh, If you're a believer in Jesus Christ and you're married to an unbeliever and your unbelieving spouse wants to depart from the marriage and divorce, you don't push them out, but they, they don't want to remain married to you. They choose to leave the marriage. Well, then it says you're free from the marriage and free to remarry a believer. And those are the only two biblical reasons for a Christian to divorce. And with these two reasons, a person is free to divorce and remarry. Now, incompatibility is not grounds for a divorce for a Christian. Growing apart is not grounds for divorce. Falling out of love, not loving each other anymore, that's not grounds. Unhappiness. 
is not grounds for divorce. Only when there is sexual immorality is divorce permitted but not commanded. And when an unbelieving spouse departs the marriage. That really, really limits the reasons for divorce. And that limitation hopefully causes people to enter into marriage carefully because they are entering into the marriage covenant for the rest of their lives. And that limitation, you know, essentially takes divorce off the table. Just like Adam and Eve didn't have any other choices. There weren't other men around or other girls around. And so that should cause people to work on the marriage and work through the difficulties and work toward peace in the marriage because you're in it for life. And you need to go into your marriage with the mindset of I'm in it for life. There are no other men or women. Just like Adam and Eve, there's no escape hatch here. And so I need to stay in this thing and I need to do the hard work of making this marriage a peaceful, joy-filled marriage that glorifies God. Because if I'm in it for life, I don't want to be miserable for the next 40 years. I don't want to be miserable in my life. And so many couples, just, they just choose to live miserably. And then... 20, 30, 40 years goes by. I want to make the best of this. I want it to be as joyful and life-giving and a refuge for me as I can. Because i got no other place to go. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Now, another passage of Scripture that is relevant to this study uh, is 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 11. 1 Corinthians 7, 11 also permits Christians to separate in their marriage when divorce is not allowed, when they, they haven't, there's no sexual immorality involved, and so uh, they don't have grounds for a biblical divorce. First Corinthians seven eleven says that they can separate, and they're still married to each other during that time of separation, and so they lived as married people, though they're separated. And and sometimes this is necessary if there's uh, some kind of volatility in the home or something toxic in the home, or maybe the couple needs to just separate so that they can have cooler heads to really work through whatever their issues are. They don't really have grounds for divorce, but maybe it's unsafe for them to stay together in the home. And so separation to try to work through and reconcile what's going on. Now look at verse 9 again. 
And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another commits adultery, and whoever marries her who is divorced commits adultery. Jesus, Jesus speaks with authority here, and we see that throughout the Gospels. He's, he's always saying things like, I say to you, right? Very definitive here. People didn't speak that way. When they were talking about Scripture, they were talking about God and what God commands. You know, they would even say, Moses said, or the rabbis teach, or rabbi so-and-so says, Jesus speaks with authority. And he says here, if a person divorces and remarries without biblical grounds for divorce, so there's no, there's no sexual immorality here, he says they're committing adultery because they're still married to the first spouse in God's eyes. Now, this can get incredibly complicated. So you can have a person who, who didn't have a biblical divorce from their first spouse, and now they're remarried. And, and sometimes people will ask, well, should, should they divorce the second spouse to try to be reconciled to the first spouse? Or, and and how, do, how do you make this right in God's eyes? And it, and it can get, you know, it can be a barrel of fish hooks that you're trying to untangle here. I would say to that, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 17, 1 Corinthians 7, 17 says, remain as you were when God first called you. Remain as you were when God first called you. Remain in the marriage that you're in when God called you when you became a Christian. This is kind of a hard teaching from Jesus, isn't it? It really goes against the culture that we live in. I would say, too, and recognizing that, you know, divorce touches probably all of our lives, either directly or, or indirectly. So what do I do now if I, I'm realizing that I got divorced, but I didn't really have biblical grounds for divorce? What do I do? Well, divorce isn't the unforgivable sin. You acknowledge to God, you confess to God that you didn't handle it according to his scripture and you ask forgiveness. And there's grace. And there's forgiveness there. Now, if the teaching of Jesus here regarding divorce seems demanding to us, it does to the disciples also. Look at verse 10. After hearing this, his disciples said to him, well, if such is the case of the man with his wife, it's better not to marry. <laughs> well, now, now that you've explained this to us, if I have to stay in a marriage for my life and I can't divorce for just any reason, well, then maybe it's better not to marry at all. If marriage is, is this binding, maybe it's better not to marry. And this is exactly, I think, the purpose of these restrictions. These restrictions on marriage and divorce should really cause us to slow down and think about the decision of entering into a marriage. We shouldn't enter the, into a marriage lightly or quickly. And we need to think about, is this a person that I can love and spend the rest of my life with following Jesus Christ together? Is this the kind of person that they're going to walk with Christ together with me, shoulder and shoulder, for the next, you know, 50 or 60 or 70 years until I go to be with the Lord, right? I would say to young people, quite often, the things that they see in the other person that are adorable, 
would be really annoying as a husband or wife that's doing that. You know, it's adorable that they're lazy uh, when you're dating, but it's not adorable when you're married. You know, those are things you, you talk through and you work through. Verse 11. Let's move on. But he said to them, all cannot accept this saying, but only those to whom it has been given. For there are eunuchs who were born thus from their mother's womb, and there are eunuchs who were made eunuchs by men, and there are eunuchs who have made themselves eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven's sake. Who is able to accept it, let him accept it. And here the word eunuch is used kind of metaphorically uh, for those who remain single or those who abstain from marriage. And, And Jesus says here, essentially, singleness is good for some people. For those who are able to accept singleness and celibacy, it's good for them. And he says some of them are unable to marry due to natural causes or due to the violence of other men, while others choose to remain single for the kingdom of heaven's sake. And Paul tells us that the unmarried person, the unmarried Christian, cares only for the things of the Lord, while a married person must consider and care for their spouse and their family. So there is an element of freedom there for the person who is unmarried, but if you're able to accept the gift of singleness, then accept it. But if not, get married. And then he moves on here to children. Then little children were brought to him that he might put his hands on them, lay hands on them and and pray for them. Isn't that such a beautiful picture, right, of parents bringing their children to Jesus and asking, hey, would you say a prayer over my baby? I love that picture. But the disciples rebuked them. Get out of here with that baby, you know, like. (laughs) How many times have we seen the disciples get it 100% wrong, right? So the disciples are rebuking these these young families with their children. (laughs) We just had a baby dedication. Could you imagine? Get out of here with that. We don't care what your story is, right? But Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not forbid them. For such is the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and departed from there. These parents were bringing their children to Jesus. It's good for parents to bring their children to Jesus. It's good for parents to pray for their children and ask Jesus to bless their children. And to have their hand upon his life. Just as Jeremy and Jessica did today, just bringing their children before the Lord. It's good for us as parents to bring our children to Jesus. And Jesus welcomes the little children here. For such is the kingdom of heaven, he says. Remember, he's talked about this earlier. We must have the faith of a child to enter the kingdom of heaven. We can't overcomplicate it. We have to have the faith of a child just simply trusting in Jesus, trusting in his death and resurrection for us, just simply trusting the gospel message that Jesus died for my sins. He was buried, that he was resurrected from the dead. And I don't need to understand all of that. I don't need to understand substitutionary atonement and how are my sins put upon him. All I know, this is what the Bible says, is that Jesus died in my place so that my sins could be forgiven, so that I could be reconciled to God. And so that I could have eternal life. And so that I could be with him one day forever. And we just accept it on faith. Just simple faith. Because he said it. We believe it. Amen. He asked-
been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, the first book in the New Testament. Pastor Dan has more to share with you next time, but if you have any questions or would like to talk to us and have any prayer requests, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at 410-491-4592. The number again is 410-491-4592. You can also get in touch with us by visiting our website. Go to calvaryec.com and look under the About tab, then click on Contact. You're welcome to submit prayer requests on our website too. If you're interested in finding additional messages from this series, you can access those at calvaryec.com as well, under the Media tab. Have you connected with a local church? If not, we encourage you to find a church family It will help guide and support you in your faith. If you're in the area, please join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. For more details, visit calvaryec.com. Our website is a great place to find out what we believe. And you can also get to know Pastor Dan a little more. Feel free to explore and learn more at calvaryec.com. In our next edition, you'll have the opportunity to gain some additional insights from this New Testament book. Pastor Dan will help bring some things to light for you right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.